Yes, I'll have the dark roast large latte, please. It's uh, episode 497 of Aussie Tech Heads. How you all doing? It's the 4th of August, 2016. The rains are here, Marge. Isn't it great? <laughs> I hope everyone's getting a bit of this rain. It's very windy here on the Goldie. But uh, I've, and, and sinkholes up at Will's place. Hey, Will. Sinkholes up there. It's Ipswich. It's built on top of a mine. It was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> so, so as you see, uh, Will's joining us this week. We haven't sort of been all together, me, Will, and Jace for ages, have we? <gasps> um, it's good. And We've had conflicting schedules, I think, is the technical definition. Yeah. So how are you going, uh, Jace? You're there too, hanging around. I don't like conflicts. I don't like any breakfast cereals. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I, I'd have uh, porridge in these cold. It's Gold Coast morning. That's uh, not how you met, Porridge. <laughs> no. It's not how you met. What happened to that ad? That was a good ad. That's yeah. not how you met, Party. Probably because it was probably racist. Why? <sighs> Everything is. Mm. So, yeah, look, we are brought to you by ATHwebhosting.com.au. What does ATH stand for? Well, it's Aussie Tech Ed's web hosting, obviously. So, uh, ah. yeah, get involved. It's called You what? Awesome technical hosts. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Australia's uh, top hosts. That's yes, it, yeah. Yes, it, <laughs> it's only fitting to go with the top podcasters that I, I've got great company of enjoying uh, this episode. Now, look, let's get serious now. <laughs> the uh, AussieTechRadio.com. Our show, dude. There's no serious. <laughs> no, not, not really. Serious? You're on the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> wrong show if you want serious. Now, uh, look, can I get, I'll get through all my little stuff and then, uh, I suppose so. Yeah, I know it's boring, isn't it? <laughs> but look, you go, uh, AussieTechRadio.com, it's 24 seven wall to wall, back to back Australian podcast, a uh, couple from New Zealand, maybe one from America. I don't know where he's from. Used to be an Aussie in it. That's why he's in the lineup. But uh, I haven't heard the Aussie for a while, but maybe he's there hanging around. But anyway, AussieTechRadio.com, uh, that's all the instructions if you want to know, but otherwise you get your little app on the Android, the iOS or Windows phone or on your Windows 10 desktop, whatever, tune in radio and just search for Aussie Tech Radio. You'll find it. Like us on facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads, where you get all the videos and not just this video, uh, if you're watching this video, but you'll also get videos of the Aussie Max Zone and you'll also get videos. Oh, that's about it. Uh, you guys don't do videos but for Obsidian Loft. Loft. Ass, you've got to go to Obsidian Loft and uh, Old Tarkex. Oh, okay. You, you're yeah. the outsiders. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah right. Only because somebody can't be bothered hosting this. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Now, look, uh, coming soon to the video uh, production, there's a live Twitter stream. I thought I might have had it ready for tonight, but no, it uh, didn't work, did it, when I go live? So, but soon. Well, you were ready. The program wasn't. Yeah, I didn't I didn't set it up properly. <laughs> That's why it wasn't ready. Look, I can, show you, I can show you what it tries to look like. But, uh, Head cack. See, yeah, just scroll work. through. But anyway. Um, look, if you want to get ready, waiting in anticipation, let's use the uh, hashtag, the little-known hashtag Aussie Tech Heads. How's that go? Okay, put that in your search saves or whatever you call it. Now, you can follow the show at Aussie Tech Heads or at Aussie Tech News. Now, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks. There was an episode of Old Fart Geeks the other week, wasn't there? An A and a B episode. <laughs> we do. We should have an interview coming up soon, too. We oh. do. I've just got to actually get time to edit it. But uh, are we allowed? Yeah. To... No. Sorry. Are we allowed to ask who it is? Yeah, we um, did a. Uh, they had the retro fair on up here in Brisbane. Um, 
couple of weekends ago. A couple of weeks back. And it was basically, uh, you know, obviously the interview will explain it more, but basically this guy just decided one day he's going to start collecting old stuff. Nice. Um, and Was it old oh, when he started? Or is it old now? Uh, no, it was only, he only started a couple of years ago. And uh, he just started to collect retro gaming art systems and, and arcades and figurines and all sorts of stuff. And um, uh, 12 months ago or so, he had a few like-minded friends who wanted to do the same thing. Nice. And uh, he said, hey, do you want to set up stalls somewhere and we'll see what we can sell? And nice. the first one he had, I think they had like 20 people. Um, mm. Three months ago when they did one, they had like, I don't know, 70 people. Mm, um, nice. This time through, last figures I heard was three thousand, and they're still going. Nice, a bob and knob. So, does he charge you? Uh, no, no, it's free entry. Um, it's it's. I mean, it has two uh, sort of faces. One is the buying, trading, selling, swapping of of the older stuff, um, but the other one is basically just to what what he's trying to achieve in all this he's trying to bring back the old school mindset of basically hanging out at an arcade you know you'd go to the arcade you throw your 20 cents or whatever on top of the pinball machine you know that was your turn next sort of deal mm, yeah, um, right. and that that mentality you had when you went to an arcade and there was 20 people hanging around chatting about stuff mm. this is sort of the mentality he's trying to bring back so um yeah, nice. Because I look, I remember going to those arcades. You know, those smoke-filled dark dens that were, you know, stuck down underneath. Next weekends ever. <laughs> cool hall, Street yeah. Fighter. I mean, and the Tango. coolest part about it, this guy's <laughs> actually a, a DJ. In like his real job is a DJ. Right. Um, so if you want to check him out, you can check out uh, check him out on Facebook as DJ Sheep. Ooh. and so you've got you've already got that interview recorded, and you just got to edit it and throw it out. The interview has been recorded. Um, there's multiple. I threw up a few live uh, streams from there as well. I did actually probably half an hour of live streaming from the event as well. So you can check that out on my Facebook page. And it's it's on there. They've also linked to it on the um, on their page, which I'm just trying to bring up the link for it as you we speak. Streamed it from your phone or what? Yeah, I streamed it from my phone. Yeah. Well, you better tell us um, what your Facebook page is then, please. Well, you can go. Facebook is easy. It's um, I believe it's Mr. Tom, uh, William Tomkinson. I'm pretty sure it's my Facebook page, facebook.com slash William Tomkinson. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to find what the uh, page of the um, – what their page is. I've just got a complete blank. I'm just quickly searching for Brisbane Video Game and Pop Culture Market well, is what uh, what their page is called. So you can go and check that out and, and have a look at the – the photos and some of the stuff from the event. They also link across to some of my footage um, that was taken from there. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll do. We'll, I'll go and have a look at that so, after the show. But, so keep an eye out over the next couple. It'll be hopefully uh, next week we'll do a sort of an interim um, Old Fart Geeks, which will have this mainly set up for this interview and, and talk a little bit about that sort of thing. So it should be good. Anyone who's interested in retro stuff? Come check it out and have some fun. All right. And look, I've been getting heaps of emails about the Aussie Tech Security. It is coming back. Just got to get a time for me and Roger to get together. We'll, we'll, we'll kick it back on again, okay? So de-stress, de-stress. Now, just moving on to an email. This is from uh, one of the ones I got this week from Raymond. Now, he had some things to say. It's something that I, well, I don't use, Telstra email, but uh, apparently things are on the move. He goes, hey, uh, Glenn, always look forward to the new discussions. I saved it in... 
save it for my easy jobs. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, just a thought, a topic that you that don't think that you've covered recently. Telstra has moved all its Outlook using emails across to its own Telstra email. So uh, he goes on because he's bringing this up because unfortunately they've botched everyone's during the migration. And I'm seeing a lot of annoyance and threats of abandonment away from Telstra. So things like, he goes on to say things like it's not that's not bringing the contacts across. It's leaving all the previous saved emails behind over in the Outlook system. So I don't know if any of you guys have had any uh, troubles with this. I don't have a big pond address, but I'd say what's happened is that they used to be on their own big pond webmail. Then they did this massive migration to um, Outlook. So you sign into your big pond email account and Outlook.com would come up. Uh, but now it looks like they've moved back away from it, according to Raymond. So uh, has anyone had any experience with that? Anyone heard of anything like that? No, I knew that they were using Office 365 from Microsoft to host all their emails for the last while. But if they've changed it again, then God knows what they're using. Mm. They should be. They should stick with it because at least it's robust and it's compatible with all the Outlook and everything. Yeah. Maybe they have to switch to IMAP or something weird. Well, you know, like I tried a little while back now. I thought, oh, look, I, I want to try and support. I, oh, that's what I thought. I try and support Microsoft a bit more. And so I wanted to move from Gmail to Outlook.com. Plus, I, I like the colors. So I wanted to move to Outlook.com. And uh, so I did. And it sort of imported most of my emails. It sort of got there and then sort of had a bit of a bit of a meltdown, I think about 85% of the way through, but got most of the recent ones. So I thought, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, the thing that stopped me was just trying, because I wanted to use the desktop Outlook as well, right? And I wanted just to sync it to the Outlook.com. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I could I could either sync uh, the mail uh, in the inbox, but then it wouldn't go ahead and sync the subfolders, and then it wouldn't sync the calendar. Like It was just the biggest... You know, just pain oh, yep. in the backside. There we go. I've got um, somebody talking about it on Whingepool. Um, new Telstra email platform step back in time. They've gone away from Exchange Active Sync back to IMAP, which is what I was saying. So there's no contacts or calendars. It's going to sync across multiple devices or anything. It's just a standard IMAP system. Mm, mm. But that's, um, you know, what, what are they doing? Obviously, maybe Microsoft charged too much. So maybe they're little... Yeah, so they want, to, they want to in-house it all again. Yeah. But the IMAP these days, especially like on uh, servers like, like the ATH web hosting, that the IMAPs, you have now got a calendar syncing function. You can do a, a calendar sync. So you can jump into the C panel and, and learn all about that. All right. But uh, yeah, cool. Thanks, Raymond. I'm glad we uh, fill in some, some downtime for you. But I mean, having said that, it's a, yet another reason why I always say don't use... You know, ISP mm. emails. It's that simple. Do not use ISP emails. No. Either use a Gmail or a Hotmail or a Yahoo or a Outlook or one of those. Well, don't know about uh, Yahoo. Mail.com. Mail yeah, Yahoo's, I, Yahoo's still, it's still a thing. I suppose but, if you, you lose know, your... If you, if you, you want your... to do your own email, you can host it with Google Apps for free for small accounts. So I've got a few things for my email set up through Google Apps. And you just point it to the Google servers and you can sign in there with an account and manage, add users, delete users, change mailbox size. How long have you uh, had that for? Create mailing lists and stuff. Sorry? How long have you had that for? Five, six years maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's free anymore. I think it's... Uh, not, I think it's it used free. To be... Your grandfather's in, but it's not free if you sign up now. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first. It used to be first five. You could have five seats or something. But I yep. don't know if it's actually free now. But yeah, that was good. I don't know what they, they should keep that going. Well, I mean, having said that, you know, if you're just a, a one or two person business, just get yourself a Gmail or something like that. But if you're a business or even a, a person who, I mean, in my case, you can go to williamtomkinson.com and you can send an email to anything at williamtomkinson.com and I'll get it. Mm. You know, for the sake of having, paying um, whatever it is, $7 for a couple of years for the domain name and then depending on how much email space you need, you could almost get it for free from a free site right up to paying, what's the, the starter plan, $6 a month or something on uh just remember yeah. that you can have your domain at one place, your email somewhere else, your web somewhere else, and DNS somewhere else. They don't all have to be the with one the spot. one company. So you can have yeah. your internet through Telstra. You can have your email hosted through Google. You can have your website with Venture IP. Yeah. You can have your DNS with Hover. Whatever. Move everything around to make yeah. registration. Yeah. yeah. And like... Yeah, and like I've got, uh, you know, with your Big Pond email, doesn't matter where that is, uh, you, you can set up a forward. So just forward it. If you're worried about your bills or whatever going there or te- in very important Telstra emails that might drop in there, uh, just set up a forward. So anything that drops in, it'll just go through to your Gmail. But what I was going to say about the Yahoo was, good good thing about that, if you have a Yahoo account, if you get your password, ah, it's online. You'll be able to buy, yeah, it. buy it from there. Yeah. Buy it from there anyway. Anyway. The, the thing is, you can. I was going to say a similar thing. If you've got your own uh, domain, then you can do the same thing. You can forward, say you've got a Gmail account or multiple Gmail accounts, you can forward those to your .com.au account if you wanted mm. to. So there's, there's plenty of flexibility. You can choose to have, for sake of ease, you can have them all through one host. As I said, don't use your ISP because it's asking for trouble, but you can have them all through a particular hosting company, mm. whether it's ATH, whether it's whatever. Uh, you can either have, and as as Wallach said, you can separate them, but it, it really depends. There's so much flexibility out there. It really depends on what you're doing with. If you're just a private person, you know, and if you're making, if you're starting a business, a you know Fred Smith at you know, uh, or Fred at Smith, you know, dot com dot au looks you know looks better than Fred Smith's company at gmail.com. Yeah. So for the sake of a couple of dollars you can set up your own.com.au and it looks better as well. Yeah, well if you're happy with with um you know smidgy poo at bigpond.com you're going to be happy with smidgy poo at gmail.com so go your hardest get a gmail and if you've got like a, a Glenn and Aussie tech heads all that happens you hit you send me an email that just bounces straight from that goes to there and goes straight into my gmail account along with all the other ones and I've just got one account one Gmail account, and, and all the emails just forward into it, and I can just do the whole thing at once. Yep. And don't forget also with something like Gmail, the way that I have it, I have my email at my own uh, private domain, but Gmail can use IMAP to connect there and download the mail into Gmail, and then you can also use the Gmail interface to send from your domain using yes. Gmail. So I log into my That's Gmail great. account, and I can uh, click the from field, change it to one of my other domain or email addresses and you see it send and come from that domain. When somebody replies, it comes back into your Gmail interface, but it's actually from that domain. Mm. And you can even go further. I don't know if this is what you meant, but you can even go further and send it from your, your terrestrial mail server. So it, it's actually coming from your actual mail server rather than the yep, Gmail. Yep, you can do that as well. All right. <laughs> Getting too confused and let's move on. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, more than one way 
to do it. The, the thing to take away from all this is don't use your ISP for email. That's right. Get something <laughs> I think else. That, Get at Gmail. the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to. Get don't worry about it me. this way. One, one day, Optus is going to come out with a better deal. You're going to move over there. Then you're going to say, oh, every single person has got Bill Smith at bigpond.com. Now I have to tell them Big Bill Smith at Optus. Then later on, I switch to TPG. Then I have to change all my stationery and email everyone, say this new one. Just get your own domain. You can put it anywhere. You can even host it anywhere with any of them or anywhere else that's cheaper on the internet. And you keep that same address everywhere. You don't have to tell everybody when you change. Yeah. If, yep. you're, if you're lucky enough to get a, a vanity domain like Will's got, Mr. WilliamTompkins.com. Yeah. Or JasonOakley.com. Keep it for life. I can't get mine. Someone's got it. Uh, oh, I thought... <laughs> All right. Well, if you instead of petitioning Telstra, all our listeners need to petition the guy who's got GlennGoodman.com. <laughs> well, look, I thought I, I thought I might have been able to score it because it it, it uh, expired on the third of July, and I'm checking it every day, you know. And oh, they renewed it the other day while it was in the <laughs> that's, stupid. That's how I got JasonOakley.com. I'd got uh, JasonOakley.me, and I'd email the guy who had .com because he wasn't even using the domain or anything, and he never replied, and then. Uh, I forgot about it, and about a year later, I got this email that he'd CC'd in anybody whose email address he found on the internet that had the name Jason Oakley and said, hey, who wants to buy this from me? Oh. You know, I'll sell it to you. Not too expensive, but I've got to make a profit. And I was like, oh, screw that. I've already got one. I'm not going to mm. uh, bother paying excess money for a domain. And then about six months later, nobody must have taken him up on the offer, and I just did a quick check because I was bored at work, and it was like, JasonOakley.com is available. It's like, yep, mine. All right, sweet. Good well, stuff. Well, GlennGoodman.com.au is still available, so you better get on that. Yeah, or well, maybe. Dot .id, dot .net, dot .name. Oh, you dot go crazy. Guru, you go crazy. Ninja. Well, I'll tell you, look, I, I, what, what I was talking about those, <laughs> I've got a story about dot, dot .coms or dot .things. Uh, when I find it, hang on, let me scroll, scroll you down. How about dot .web? Yeah, now dot .web. That's right. Now, there's something very important about the web I want to tell you. But let me... Ah, here it is. Here it is. You want a picture? I've got a picture. There you go. Oh, it's got, it's got the Twitter underneath. Oh, there you go. Look, it works on that one. Looking good. <laughs> okay. Now, the uh, dot .web domain. It's it's, sold, it's the biggest... It's the domain that's sold for the most money. It's just recently sold for $135 million. So, that is the dot .web. So, you could have... Uh, William.web or Jason.web. That's what I'm talking about. The dot web. Goodman.web. That's right. Now, now, a company called New.co won the auction and can now offer everybody a chance to own a domain ending in dot web. So the figure apparently is three times as much as was paid for the previous record holder, which was dot shop, uh, which went for 41.5 million. That's a lot of money. Uh, losing bidders for the domain included Google. Surprisingly, yes, you wouldn't think they'd be losing too many auctions. Mm. And uh, net registry affiliates, uh, net registry firms, I don't know, and others, That's, and others. But yeah, so uh, look, I don't know. Look, some domains can get expensive, can't they? Like they're all different, different ones. Those, you know, the dot restaurants, the dot X's, and all this sort of stuff. I think dot Melbourne dot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the one was, but I was looking at the ones that I have. You know, on the or on the ATH web hosting, which ones you can use, and I think the dearest one that I could see through there was about seven hundred bucks. I, I forget which what, what one it was now, but um, yeah, like, geez, you want to be keen, wouldn't you? Have to be keen. 
Get in quickly and get king of the dot web. Wow. I rule the web, king of the web. But the best website on the web. But the stupid thing is, and it's like the dot coms, and I reckon what happens is the people, you know, this person who's got the obviously the money or the company that's got the dot webs, they would, I would suggest, and maybe you would agree with me, that they would just subsequently just hold back any word in the dictionary dot web. Do you reckon? And and keep it maybe for an auction later down the track, or you do, do you know? Do you reckon they would do that, or they you'd reckon they'd open them up? I don't think they're allowed to do that. Well, they own it. There's only the only things they can, as far as well, with normal websites. Uh, like um, Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. What can they do? Sorry, I missed the first bit of that. You went out. With the uh, um, normal sites, the only things they can withhold are like Fortune 500 right, companies, okay. like okay. that. Um, whether that applies to. Other ones I don't know, but I know with regular regular sites, that's all they can do. All right. Maybe now, trademark stuff too. Yeah. Maybe. Now, as you uh, might be interested, like, you know, we, you know, back, oh, I don't know, months ago now, we used to stream live, you know, remember those days, those good old days? Well, no. after, <laughs> no, they were, they were painful, weren't they? We were using the Ustream, but now it looks like each time that Will's on at least, we will be able to stream through Facebook. So make sure you like the Aussie Techheads Facebook page, which was facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. So yeah, so that'll stream live. Now the reason that it's only going to happen when Will comes on is because because I'm stuck on cable, which you think would be good with two up, it's just still not fast enough to stream to Facebook as they demand apparently. They demand that all streaming from desktop applications uh, go up to their servers at about 1080. So it just puts too many, it's too heavy for my uh, uploads. Just because Will's the smartest one of us, really, and he knows how to do it. Yeah. Well, he's got MBN, you know. And and good on you, Milo. Milo, who's uh, been... Got his MBN today. Yeah. He, for, for, he's historically been crying about his, his dial-up network down at... Where is he? Um, Nowra. Nowra? Yeah, down there somewhere. Finally, he's had the box installed today. And he's done a speed <laughs> test, and I think he had about 99 down and 36 up. So good on you, Milo. I'm very jealous. And is he, is he recovering in hospital now? Yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he might be. It's gone too fast. <laughs> what are the videos? What? I mean, it came faster too because originally he wasn't on until like 2018 or something was his original rollout, though. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so he's yeah on the MBN, so that's that's good, isn't it? So I just wish it would hurry up and come here. That's three of us. We'll yeah. have to catch up, Milo, because we'll have to do some, uh, we'll have to do some game play together. Do you yeah. play the airplanes? No, no, he does um, uh, Euro truckers and American truckers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you MBN guys just talk amongst yourselves. Don't worry about me. I'll just, <laughs> right. I'll just sit. Well, so how have you been, Will? My biggest complaint, well, my biggest comment, my biggest issue is we're moving in a couple of months, and the criteria for the house we want is entirely different to my criteria for the house I want. <laughs> my criteria for the house involves a big shed and NBN, but yep. that's, that's got nothing to do with the actual criteria of the house we're after. I think I'd even <laughs> sacrifice the big shed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Apparently we need like four bedrooms and you know like an fenced yard and stuff uh, like that. No, that's... give me a shed, 
and I'm set. Yeah, geez, I don't know. Well, maybe for the foreseeable, well, maybe for the short interim future, the thing will be streamed live on Facebook when Will's on. We'll see what happens. No, right. I use my phone. Still unlimited, Will? Yep. Oh, you dirty <laughs> bastard. Okay. <laughs> well, look, Will, you better give us something that you've seen through the week. Uh, all righty, I suppose I can do that. Um, <clears throat> Tesla. Oh, yeah. The man we all know and love. Um, apparently, Tesla said Monday it won an agreement from Solar City to acquire the solar power company for $2.6 billion US. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesla announced a bid in late June, but but it um, basically they've tried a couple of times and they kept getting shot down because they're told, no, you can't do that because you'll be a monopoly. But uh, Elton Musk continued and um, away. <laughs> it's funny because Elton Musk, who basically started, runs and owns and is the chief executive officer of Tesla, he just happens to now be the chairman of SolarCity as well. Uh, and SolarCity happens to be, um, uh, sorry, um, what's it called? Tesla happens to be the biggest shareholder of SolarCity. So it was a matter of time until they, they took it out. But basically what it means, um, they're going to have, the, they're going to take the world by storm, obviously, with solar, uh, with solar, with um, electric cars and their charging stations and their battery factory, the lithium battery factories that are manufacturing. Um, but now that they have Solar City, it also means they've got the hardware to do uh, solar panels and alternative energy as part of that agreement as well. So now when they install a charge point in your house, instead of you being tied into the grid, you can have solar set up to, to charge your, your Tesla or to run your Tesla wall yeah, um, power pack, things like that. So I think it's going to be a really good, uh, <clears throat> a really good um, ma- marriage, you know, marriage of the two pairs, even though critics are saying, well, hang on, Tesla lost... Two hundred eighty-two million in the first quarter last year. How can they afford, you know, whatever it was? How can they afford two point six billion? And and mm. Elton's like, well, uh, he's like, well, people keep giving me money, so I'm going to, you know, my investors and my shareholders and my stakeholders and random corporations and companies and government entities just keep handing me money. So well, I might as well just spend it. Well, you <laughs> Do something useful with it. Did you call it? Yeah, Sending it to offshore accounts. Yeah. What's well, the thing, you know, it, it, whether it be, obviously, he's got some major factories happening in the States. They're starting up a Tesla um, a Tesla factory here in the next few years. Well, there's, there's plans to anyway, um, which means we'll have our own lithium battery production and, and everything like that, as well as the Tesla vehicles will be cheaper. But it means lithium, lithium batteries will be cheaper, which means that all the replacements for everything from your mobile phone to your... Uh, you know, dog bark collar to your watch battery to the replacement packs for your cars to whatever. That's all going to be cheaper. Now, did, 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 uh, I, did I hear you call him Elton? Did you call him Elton? Yes. <laughs> I did because I was reading ahead of myself. <laughs> what, was Elton John uh, mentioned I, I said it and then I hope nobody, I just hope nobody <laughs> picked it up. I'm like, I'm just like going to do that one. Thanks for pointing that out, Glenn. No Amazing what one letter does. You got away with it until now. Don't mention the war. <laughs> you got away with it. Now, uh, look, I just looked up. I just looked him up actually. Uh, and there's a little bio here. Uh, you know, you you think, geez, these people are smart, and you know, but he's he's 45 years old. 
That's it. Yep. I, I'm older than yep. him. He's yep. worth twelve point three billion. More than what have I, what have <laughs> I done? Nothing. And he's no. oh, you got a successful successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? That's true. That's true. Very true. All those millions are making from the podcast. Come on. I know. Easily twelve point three. Easily rivals. Elton. All those millions of megabytes you're sending over the internet. Yeah. You keep it in there. Companies oh. in, in business. And what's he doing? Making batteries. If I, I if I had a cent, a dollar for every megabyte I sent over the internet, I'd be I'd be a cent? rich man. Start a torrenting service. Now, look, talking of batteries, and we'll get to Jace's for a story in a sec, but I thought this might run in together into the batteries. Uh, now, Will, did you see there There was a cyclist in Sydney? He uh, he fell off his bike. His iPhone caught fire in his pocket. Burnt, him, burnt his leg, it did. He, uh, yeah, well, that happened. on a lithium cell and fracture it. Yeah, well, look, I've got a picture of those on the video. There he is. Oh, there's the Twitter thing again. But look at that. Ouchie, mama. Now, I, he goes, I saw smoke coming out of my back pocket, and then all of a sudden I felt this surging pain in my right leg. Uh, he was speaking to the Sydney Morning Herald. I could see it melting through my shorts. I just remember looking at my leg, and I had this black discharge all down my leg and this yeah. smell of phosphorus. Now, Mr. Clear, his name was. That was a dark discharge. wasn't a clear discharge. But Mr. Clear, well, you know, Clear says, how does everything I say get... Uh, can get muddled up now or interpreted in different ways. <laughs> now, now uh, he said his injuries, he had to have a skin graft, a, a bloody skin graft. Yep. Now, yep. yeah, now the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission said it receives about one to two reports of consumer injuries from mobile phone batteries every year. Now, how's this? It recommends that people do not carry mobile phones in their pockets. Yep. Worst thing you can do. Where are you going to carry it? Your, to give you an idea, lithium packs. Burn at very very high temperature, and a lot of people think it's the lithium. Although lithium itself is a is a very volatile metal, it's actually the oils they use in between the cells. Now you, uh, you, this is probably hard to see, but this cell has actually expanded. See how the cells aren't flat packed anymore; they're actually separated. So these cells have actually expanded. This happens to be out of one of the lithium jump starters, but you can see inside the case there how it's all cracked and crunchy and and feral from where it actually caught fire inside the case. Now, these are designed to sort of contain that. When you've got a mobile phone that's sitting basically with half a mil of plastic between the back of the battery and your skin, and the cell ignites at 500 mm. degrees Fahrenheit or whatever it is, it, it ignites that. Um, yes, you're going to get burnt. And that's, that's, that's just the, the nature of lithium batteries. There's nothing you can do about that. And what would have happened in his case... Uh, was when he fell off the bike, he would have landed on the battery and compressed yeah. the battery against the case, which would have fractured the the, the cell material inside the battery and would have caused an um, exothermic reaction, which is what causes that. I mean, it's it's not unheard of. It's quite common. And if you search YouTube, you'll see it everywhere. I can see, um, a, I can see a picture of Jesus in that burn, Mark. <laughs> but that's why <laughs> you don't... Same reason you don't put... Uh, they're not called laptops anymore. They're called notebooks for exactly the same reason. Because oh. people are putting them on their lap. Laptops are full of these 18650 cells here. Um, the that... lithium cell. And, and laptops are full of these cells. So what, hap what can happen is if one of these cells shorts or ruptures, you've got exactly the same problem. Um, 
these will thermally explode effectively. I and that's what we don't. I thought we didn't use the term laptop because it was like a trademark to uh, IBM or Lenovo now or something. They, cha- they changed it years ago because of that reason. They don't want people using them on their laps and both calling them laptops. It was giving people the wrong idea. Mm. Um, it's much the same as if your phone is approaching two, three, four years old. Quite often you'll notice the battery in your phone is actually starting to swell. It's yeah. no longer flat along both sides. It has a slight bow in it. Yeah. Well, that's warning you that it's about to fail. And if you don't change it at that point, it can potentially explode. Don't leave it under your pillow when you charge it because it'll get hot. It'll have an exothermic reaction. It'll catch on fire. Um, don't use cheap, nasty Chinese um, so what, what, charges because they will overcharge the batteries. What would be the go then? You reckon, like as you said, so, you know, because I've got this old iPhone 4 and I, and I have noticed it's got a tiny little bit of a bow in the back. So it's obviously the battery's going a bit dodgy. So, yep. so if it blew up, like, is that yep. still recourse back to Apple, do you reckon? Or they say, oh, it's too old. It's not nothing to do with us entirely anymore. Entirely your fault. A what? It's entirely your fault because you've used the phone beyond its... I mean, theoretically, the bat, in, in theory, in a perfect world, the battery will never explode. There are safeguards in place to stop it from happening. The the batteries, the batteries themselves have... I'm looking around to try and find one. I can't see it on short notice. But the batteries themselves have a protection circuit built into them and within those protection circuits there's actually a chip counter that will count how many cycles you've inflicted upon that battery once it hits depending on the battery let's say 2000 cycles it will actually shut the battery pack off completely to protect it from overcharging the problem is it doesn't um when you with a lithium battery if you fully discharge it and say your battery goes flat and you're in your backpack to the gym or whatever and that was Friday, and you forgot about it, and you've come back Monday, plugged in, and charged it up. Well, over that two-day period, what's actually happening is the lithium's crystallizing and deteriorating, so the battery pack's actually weakening. So it doesn't take into consideration these weakening effects. So, yes, once your battery starts to swell, it is at the failure point, and if you continue to use it, it will eventually... Best-case scenario, it'll just stop working. Mm. Worst-case scenario, it will actually catch on fire. Nasty. Nasty. Speaking of those batteries, I think that was the reason why my um, LG G3 stopped working. I discovered in the end, I've been busy trying to reflash the ROMs and firmwares and all this sort of stuff. And then I'd read that a lot of people had problem with the LG G3 with the uh, battery just dodgy. So um, they just went and bought another battery from LG, or an LG battery from somebody on eBay, put it in, had never had a problem since. So Dad had an LG Leon, and I took the battery out of there, which was, so I stuck my finger in behind, but the contact still made it, booted up, no problem. So it looks as though the LG G3 had dodgy batteries and some a lot of them. Yeah, right. Nasty. Yeah, a lot of them. See, Samsung is generally one of the best battery manufacturers because... When we do repacks on on cells, we generally either use Senyo, uh, Panasonic, or Samsung, the three cells that we use. So anything that doesn't basically have one of those cells in it is going to have a shorter lifespan. So when you – this is what I have trouble getting across to some of my customers. They go, oh, I can buy a battery for my phone for, on $15 on eBay. You're charging me $150. I'm like, oh, you know. Not a phone, probably mm. laptop. They can buy it for forty bucks on eBay, or we charge one hundred and fifty for a laptop battery. The difference is we're using high quality cells. The original battery lasted you seven years. The one we get you is going to last you seven years. 
the one you buy on eBay is going to last you seven months, maybe. Yeah, mine it, lasted about three months, and it was an original one. <laughs> well, that's the uh, who knows what they're using for their cells. So they're oh. using shite batteries. Well, you... I actually, I'm going to do a teardown on this battery here. This 9800 milliamp, which um, is a load of garbage to start with, um, because the largest battery manufactured by Senyo is a, is a second generation 3800 milliamps. But um, I already I, I pulled one of these apart previously, and actually inside this standard looking 18650, which is a standard lithium cell, it actually has a little tiny cell about the size of, say, a cigarette thickness that fits inside this. Yeah. And then the rest of it, to add weight, is packed with crushed rice. <laughs> so they've actually... Crushed I'm gonna rice? Actually, yeah, they use crushed rice and pack it around the cell that's on the inside of it make to it make bigger. the cell seem heavier. So it seems like it's a proper cell. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> so I'll, be, I'll actually be doing a video on that soon. <laughs> All right. Well, look, let's uh, move off batteries and find out what Jace has been... Uh, uh, what, what's tickled his fancy this week. Well, you remember we've talked about Bitcoin before. Mm. Nearly 120,000 units of digital currency Bitcoin worth about $72 million US or 95 million Australian has been stolen from the exchange platform Bitfinex in Hong Kong, making it the second biggest security breach ever of such an exchange. Bitfinex is one of the largest exchanges for Bitcoin and is known in the digital currency community for having a platform that is deep, li deep liquidity in the US dollar Bitcoin currency pair. Zane Tackett, Director of Community and Product Development for Bitfinex, told Reuters that 119,756 uh, Bitcoin had been stolen from users' accounts and the exchange had not yet decided how to address customer losses. The Bitcoin was stolen from users' segregated wallets, he said. Bitcoin plunged just over 23% on Tuesday after the news broke. On Wednesday, it was up 1% at $545.20 on the Bitstamp platform. Tackett added that the breach did not expose any weakness in the security of the blockchain, the technology that generates and processes Bitcoin, a web-based cryptocurrency that can move across the globe anonymously without the need for central authority. The theft amounts to about 0.75% of all Bitcoin in circulation. It's the biggest USD exchange, so outside China, it's the only one, it's the one that everyone has an account with, a Bitcoin expert in Singapore said. It's very liquid, folk can train on margin, lots of daily volume. It's not yet clear whether the theft was an inside job or whether hackers were able to gain access to the system externally. Bitfinex suspended trading on Tuesday after it discovered the breach. It said on its website it was investigating and cooperating with the authorities. The attack on Bitfinex was reminiscent of a single, similar but larger breach at MT Gox, a Tokyo-based Bitcoin exchange that was forced to file for bankruptcy in early 2014 after hackers stole an estimated $650 million worth of customer Bitcoins. Nasty. And who said Bitcoins were safe, eh? I don't know. Oh. Nope. Yeah, so no one's ever said that ever. <laughs> <laughs> safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bitcoins aren't safe. Don't believe anyone that says they are. Bitcoins are safer than regular currency, which is correct. Mm. Now, look, In just, the history of Bitcoin, there's been two major breaches. Now, just an update on the Facebook live streaming. Uh, it seems to be going okay. Or, or maybe a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. It's actually a buffering issue at Facebook's end. I've just been looking into it in, my, in between stories, and apparently mm. they're having bandwidth problems. Oh, so it's Facebook. 
It's it's probably some of the yeah the data. Blame the Zuck. It's it's not Facebook itself, but it looks like their video, like the servers that do the live stream, right? Um, in Australia, are very few and far between, as you would expect. Yeah. So it looks like that's where the issue is happening at the moment. All right. Well, look, we're we're, just, we're testing it all out. So if you see us on and you and it doesn't buffer for you, give it a shot. If it buffers, turn us off. Get the podcast. You can probably go back and watch the video anyway, because theoretically, it's actually capturing everything and it will catch up on the uh, when you play the stream back. Hmm. So. Because I've been watching it just on my phone here, and it's been going quite good. And then as soon as I started talking about it, <laughs> that's buffered. But anyway, let's uh, move on. Online reseller Newegg. You would know Newegg, wouldn't you, everyone? They've yeah. got some really good videos on YouTube. If you have a look at the buy uh, componentry for your computer and probably other stuff as well, go to Newegg. They're, well, there I opened up an Aussie eBay store slashing membership fee. I didn't know they had a membership fee, but apparently they do. So is uh, the company overnight announced a discount to the New Egg Premier Benefit Program? Now it normally would set you back seventy nine bucks, but for a limited time only. Ooh, it's fifty nine dollars membership. Now you might ask yourself, and I'm going to tell you, but you might be saying, why do I have to pay seventy nine dollars or fifty nine dollars to join to yeah to to join a shop? Well, I'll tell you because. Wacky do members receive a free domestic shipping, no restocking fee, and twenty percent off selected items. Sweet, sweet. You'd want to be like you'd only be a member if you bought heaps, wouldn't you? Like you're not going to yeah. shove down sixty I'm bucks. Comparing their prices now with um, MSY and Game Food, and they're actually dearer. So I'm sorry, <laughs> that doesn't do you any favors. Doesn't work for you, Will. Well, I, I didn't look. I didn't go as far as you into the pricing, but if that's it's, if that is as what you say, it's not going to work for me either. So, I mean, yeah. well, no, because MSY and Game Dude ship as well, and yeah, I don't. Well, I can't speak for Game Dude, but from past experience with MSY, maybe Newegg might have just a, a tiny, tiny little bit of a customer service. Is a right in the rectum. I'm aware of that, but. So a really I, good problem. I, I missed Their the warrant. I, I missed the first bit. I just got rectum. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> MSY equals rectum. Um, <laughs> MSY is the right royal pain in the rectum. They're really hard to deal with. They're absolutely horrid. But um, I did say I, mainly because they they don't speak English for the most part. Especially if um, they sell you a fault a computer parts with one of them's a faulty motherboard and you take it back and they're like, Well, we'll charge you forty dollars to figure out which bit's faulty. See, no, it's warranty. You replace I've never had a problem. Hmm. But anyway, New Egg ships all components. Now, is, I'll give you an example. The um, Western Digital Blue one terabyte hard drive, seventy two hundred RPM. Is currently on sale for sixty-seven, saving twenty-eight percent on on Newegg, and the same hard drive on um, MSY is uh, sixty-five normal price, not on sale. Mm. So it's cheaper not on sale than Newegg's on sale price. So Newegg uh, ships all components from within Australia. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Will, what else is happening? Um, things that I've covered over with Newegg and MSY. <clears throat> um, all righty. So, Pokemon Go. 
Oh, Pokemon, yeah. Yes. This look. is a thing that I in no way understand because in the four weeks of having Pokemon Go or whatever it's been, <laughs> I have caught exactly two Pokemon and both of them were sitting in front of me. One was sitting in front of me as I opened the app for the first time, so I'm sure that was a coincidence. And the second one was in the middle of Brisbane where I was at this retro um, meetup. I found one. Have you flicked all your balls? So for me, I flick my balls regularly, but it doesn't help. Well, did you run out? Oh, you mean the Pokeballs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... Well, I, there's no point because I don't... There's There are no Pokemon anywhere. Like, I would show you my phone, but I've got the stream on at the moment. But uh, there's... Definitely. Where I go, they, they aren't. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, <laughs> so I don't you understand gotta, this. Yeah, they're apparently... But, near water will, apparently. Near water. Mm. Well, and they're not the one I'm in a bath or a shower. There's none around. I don't know what the deal is. Well, I got anyway, up to, I got up to level five. I went and found a gym and got smashed. I don't know how, what I lose because I got smashed. I just know I lost. So I, I lose something, obviously. But yeah, I, I, you got to you got to find your little pokey stops. Well, I prefer to do. Um, I prefer to play um, Pokemon Minecraft. At least that's yeah. more sane. Anyway. Um, the popular, yeah, Pokemon Go, uh, the Australian public has been urged to put away their smartphones when walking near roads. As the number of pedestrian deaths in the country continues to rise, there's been 228 pedestrian deaths on Aussie roads. Um, they don't actually mention how many of those are related to Pokemon. But, um, there's been a 40% increase. So, to combat all these people who are not watching where they're going, you're now going to be charged a $200 fine. Um... They don't actually say what is required to get this $200 fine. They simply say that people who are distracted whilst walking will receive a $200 fine. But that's just the same as like jaywalking or something. So is being distracted whilst walking... In the park. You know, maybe looking at, you know, the naked chick doing gardening or is it trying to keep an eye on the magpies? I mean, what what do they constitute as being distracted while walking? Well, this is another one of those grey... Rules, grey pieces of legislation that's open to interpretation. That's, that's the law. It is called distracted walking. That is mm. that is the definition of the rule break. I mean, if that was in a game, and they penalised you for dis- walking distracted, I mean, there'd be outcry, and the game would never be released, and it'd never be sold, and be pulled from shelves. Yeah. But in real life, and in the US and New Jersey. If you're caught texting while walking, it's a $50 fine and 15 days in jail. Well, the, I'll tell you what, the, the Pokemon Go has got, and that law has got nothing on the law in United Emirates, Arab Emirates. They oh, have, yeah, I was just reading that. <laughs> they have made, you can go to jail and get fined 700000 for using a VPN. It's illegal. Yeah, yeah you like them apples. How do they know? <laughs> Isn't the whole point of a VPN hiding behind a wall of security? There so they're going to find people for using a VPN, although they actually have no idea who these people are. They got VPN sniffers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what is it? All it's going to tell them is somebody's using a VPN. <laughs> the uh, yes, yeah, so that's a bet. Federal law number nine slash two thousand and twelve, altered by the Royal Edict, states. 
Whoever uses a fraudulent computer network protocol address, IP address, by using a false address or a third-party address by any other means for the purpose of committing a crime or preventing its discovery shall be punished by temporary imprisonment and a fine of no less than 500,000 dirhams. And not, Lama, whatever they are, yeah. Yeah, and not exceeding 2 million dirhams, which is 700,000. 700, <laughs> yeah, or either of these two penalties. So uh, I don't know if that dirhams, I say, say that I, right? I Who knows? The, I love the way that's written. Um, by purpose of committing a crime or preventing its discovery. So all you need to say is I get better, I get better connection if I use a VPN and they can't find you. Well, yes, they can. No, because you're not using it to to hide a crime or to prevent the discovery of an IP. You're simply using it to get a better internet connection, so they can't find you for it. That's their oh, own law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can get that. Yes, by let me read so, let me read that part. So by using a false IP address for the purpose of committing a crime or preventing its discovery. So is that the discovery of the crime? The IP. Uh, the IP address of your original IP address shall be so. If, if you are preventing the discovery of the original IP address, well, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're gone. No, but only if you're using it solely for the purpose of preventing the discovery. But you're not, you're using it because it's increasing, it's helping mm. you with your internet. The fact that it hides your IP address has got nothing to do with it, it's just that's just a side effect of using it for another purpose. You know, I reckon whoever who who, who made this law, the king or someone, I reckon he'd, yeah, have, he'd, he'd have a VPN. One of yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. you know they're never going to use a VPN in their you know governmental role. Yeah, it's like the same rubbish. You know, China blocks everything, but I bet you bloody whoever the Ching Chong Wu, whoever's in her charge over there, he's, he'd be connected to everything. Well, so he knows what to un- what to block. Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I found funny about this. How do how do they know you're using a VPN if the whole purpose of a VPN is to hide who you are? So you've hidden who you are then they don't know who you are to send a letter to someone who's using a VPN because they don't know who it is because you're using a VPN. Sniffer dogs. <laughs> get, you, get you every time. They will. All right, <laughs> Chase, what else is happening? Well, your days, uh, speaking of VPNs and stuff that people use it for, your days of illegally downloading Game of Thrones might soon be coming to an end, but not in the way you think. At the moment, copyright hold, uh, the moment copyright owners tamper Google with takedown requests to have infringing content removed from piracy sites while also putting pressure on ISPs to give up personal details of pirates. However, these efforts are largely reactive and have little to no effect on the piracy landscape. In order to combat the issue provocatively, a new report published by Black Market Watch and Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime wow, doesn't that sound cool, Mm. has detailed an approach just so wild it might actually work. Rather than trying to combat the issue online, the report suggests there should be mandatory blocking of pirated content on the operating system level. (sighs) Other players that possess the potential ability to limit piracy are the companies that own the major operating systems which control computers and mobile devices such as Apple, Google, and Microsoft. The producers of the operating system should be encouraged or regulated for example, to block downloads of copyright infringing material. Rumours of a piracy kill switch building the operating system first came to light when Windows 10 was launched last year. The controversial feature stemmed from a single line in Microsoft's service agreement, which said updates and configuration changes could prevent people from playing counterfeit games. 
Obviously, this never came to fruition. It doesn't look like happening anytime soon. The report pointed out that convincing Apple, Google and Microsoft to play the role of privacy police wouldn't be an easy task, suggesting pressure would need to be applied through international community and trade groups to see global action. Sweden's ability to influence this as a single state is small, but it can take action through EU and international community. Copyright holders can also play a role in promoting this through international industry associations. It's unlikely Apple, Google, and Microsoft will implement these changes anytime soon, but it will be concerning for pirates if they do. Well, isn't it? Wouldn't it? They'd be going down the same path as what they've just got rid of. They all just got rid of uh, DRM and all this sort of stuff. They're not going to go and visit. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would they want to help out the the movie studios anyway? It's like Telstra. Why do they want to help someone else out? You know, that's why I reckon. Well, I... Coerced. It, it's. Yeah, but I mean, all it's going to do is everyone's going to go to Linux. Everyone who wants to do well, most of the people who do it for a living are running Linux anyway. But hmm. um, well, you're right, but, Will. Like you do something like that, you set your little Linux box up, you buy a little, or even your Raspberry Pi or whatever you can. I suppose you can hook NASA's up to Raspberry Pis. You, you download all your your stuff. You just sit in the corner, download all your stuff on that, and use that as your streamer. Well, then I've got a Buffalo NAS here that has a built-in um, BitTorrent client. You know, yeah. and it's a modified it's a modified Linux distribution that comes factory on this thing. So then, when you want to play the video on your computer, it blocks it. You have to have a Linux desktop or a Raspberry Pi to play it on as well. But torrenting, it is, yeah, torrenting is so mainstream. It's just <laughs> you can see why they got shitty. You can, but, you know. Uh, and uh, right, I, still again? Fail, I still fail to understand why they're trying to stop something that could potentially be so beneficial to them. I, I don't understand this on any level. The fact that the internet is always on and prolific should be being used to their advantage. Mm. There should, it should be something they're saying, well, okay, let's release what just came out. Um, what was that movie that just came out today? Um, I don't know. Superhero movie... Oh, Snail like, Man. Suicide know. Squad. Oh, yeah. um, instead of saying, okay, we're going to, you know, do Midnight Screenings of other Suicide Squad and people are going to go see that at the cinema first, they're like, okay, well, why don't we release that on a internet stream, charge everybody a dollar to watch it, and they can watch it on their TV, they can watch it on their computer, you know, whatever, and just allow people to watch it from their lounge room for a dollar and probably make more per head than they would from a theatre anyway. And you don't have to have cold popcorn. You could cook your own popcorn and it'd be much cheaper and it'd be hot. $12 a box even when it is hot. Mm. (laughs) But really, do you want to take away the the excitement of going to a cinema? Very anymore anyway. Cinemas are dying. Well, the cinemas here are still pretty busy, partly, there were still video stores here, but partly because the internet, for the most part, is still crap. But um, it's not taking I'm not going to go and see the movie at the cinema anyway. But if you give me the option to watch it on day of release in high definition and good quality for a buck, yeah, hell yeah, I'll pay that. But, you know, like I suppose, like, and just going on to the other other plane... Yeah, like with TV and stuff. Like, look, there's a there's a show that was over in the US, and it was it's like uh, 
all about the election that's happening now over there they're called the circus and I thought oh look that's never going to be shown over here so I started to look for it and I couldn't find it and lo and behold old Stan had it and so like yeah. 10 bucks a month you know and, and it's fast tracked every Monday morning or something like for 10 bucks a month like why wouldn't you do it it, it saves so much time I've got three months free presto and you just bing 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 <laughs> And you're away. It's so easy. I'm just, I'm just holding off on Stan until uh, Top Gear comes out. Then I'll be getting it. I'm just waiting. I'm saving that extra couple of months. <laughs> then, you, then you're going to hook in. Yeah, oh, that's then, right. The Amazon Top Gear is going to Stan, is it? I believe so. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, look, talking about oh, Windows oh, 10. But that was a while ago. Sorry. Talking about Windows 10 and uh, and uh, whatever else we were talking about. <laughs> but uh, look, you know, the, the, the anniversary update. Now... Maybe we should have pushed this up further into the show because it's probably of more interest to a lot of people. But, you know, the, the upgrade for free has finished on July 29, so you can no longer upgrade your Windows 7, yeah, 8. I wish Microsoft would piss off and realise it and stop trying to ask me to upgrade. Well, they've stopped me. They've taken a little window away off my little 7. Take it. I don't have it on this one, but it's still on both the work computers. Oh, okay. No, mine went away automatically. I don't know if it was an update that came through to, to send it on its merry way, but it's gone. But anyway, the anniversary update, I thought, oh, look, I'm going to update my laptop, you know, today, this morning, before the show, so I could, you know, tell you how it went and all this sort of stuff. No anniversary update. So I'm nope. clicking, check, 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 check. No anniversary update. So not everyone will get the anniversary update on August nope. the 2nd. No, it was now two days after that. But eventually... It will be available for all Windows 10 users. It may take a day or two or even a few weeks. So hang in there for your specific device to gain access to it. Now, the uh, it, all has, it all depends on where you are and the load on the servers that are assigned to distribute the update. But look, there is another way, apparently. So I haven't tried this way. I did try... One of the one of the tips was the best way to get the anniversary update on your computer is open the settings, update security, check for updates. That didn't work for me. The other way was that you can go in and use the the Microsoft creation tool. Now there's links in the show notes to all this sort of stuff if you if you get that keen. But apparently you just run this little tool, the Microsoft creation tool. Now you can either do a a, a burn an ISO image so you can, you know, really go hard at the update or like installing the whole thing again to Windows 10 again, or apparently you can do an in-place update from the from this creation tool. So uh, have a look at that. If you really does, the, does it offer anything that's worth the, the hassle? Uh, look, it's just a couple of changes in the UI, I think. Uh, there's not too much. There's a, I think from what from memory from last week we spoke about because there's a few updates for the Surface. The pen hello. was different. Hello? Microsoft, hello. Oh, yeah. oh yes. The uh, Cortana or something was a bit different. I don't know. Look, yeah. Microsoft, hello, that you log in with your particular camera that you buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, look. Uh, they've taken away the login screen or the email from your from the login screen. Apparently, you know, obviously people were worried apparently about prying eyes going. That was actually a good idea because our work computer noticed that. Um, because we our point of sale computer is obviously at the front of the store, but it's sort of in the middle of the store. And every time the email would come up, it'd pop up over the top of the lock screen. Mm. So that was kind of stupid. 
All right, so that's the Windows 10. Nothing nothing to see here, pretty much. Not for me, anyway. Not yet. I'm a, well, I mean, their update's almost as useful as the new iOS 10 update. The only thing I could tell in the new iOS 10 update is they changed the pistol to a water pistol in the emojis. So that's Yay. Yay. Like, I don't understand. Like, are we... Like, <laughs> like, I, I don't... Why do we have to change it from a gun? To a water pistol. Like, I, I get the issues. Because guns are dangerous and guns kill people. Not people holding them. The guns do it all by themselves. But I mean, uh, do we have to be... Do yes. we have to be... Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but do we have to be so... Do they have to treat Please? us so ch- childlike that we can't be responsible with a, an emoji of a gun? Are we going to go, I'm going to shoot you and put the emoji on there. Bang, bang. You know, come on. All right. Uh, what else are you doing, Will? Um, well, do we want to talk about the census? Yeah, okay, do that. We'll all come <laughs> to our census, finally. And then, A uh, massive boycott yeah. is threatening to undermine the value of the first attempt to harness the digital revolution for the national census. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> planners and government departments could be denied... The detailed information they need to deliver services, citizens filling out their census form online will have their names, addresses, and other private information stored for four years rather than the previous period of 18 months. And there are fears these personal details will be harvested and, sof- and sophisticated by sophisticated hacking. Uh, the Bureau of Statistics has attempted to claim to calm jitters by revealing top intelligence officials have been consulted on cybersecurity. So they asked the same people who asked them if it's still safe to use IE6 on all their websites, I'm assuming. Mm. <laughs> I'm just, just, just guessing. Now, uh, but the concerns householders will snub the national headcount conducted every five years, and the planning minister will be severely compromised. Um, the future planning of our cities, including the provision of funds, it has nothing to do with that. If you bring in thirty thousand, three hundred thousand refugees, our population is going to increase by at least three hundred thousand, and our infrastructure can't handle our current amount of people. So. <laughs> Such a load of crap at oh, this point. Will has got uh, animated. All right. Now, basically, the, the, the cons- it's the same deal they had with why we can't vote online. Um, mm. So it's going to be interesting. You can choose to vote online. This is the part that kind of bugged me, though. Um, you can choose to vote online, or if you don't want to vote online, you log on now and you order a mail order Paper. census kit. Yeah. Well, okay, but my dad doesn't have a computer. My uncle doesn't have a computer. Most of my older family in Lismore, there's, you know, there's probably 30 or 40 people there who don't have a computer. So they're not going to know that they have to get online to order their census kit offline. Well, they would have got a letter in the post. No, they were supposed to have got a letter in the post. No, they didn't get it. I don't know anybody who's got a letter yet. I have. I have. have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got a lover. Okay. Yeah, the only two I know, we haven't received one, and nobody I know has received one. It's here somewhere. Here, is this it? No, that's not it. That's my credit Big card. That's my, that's my credit it's card probably, limit increase. Hang on. It's probably still in the box. Oh, I've lost <laughs> it. Oh, well. But, I, I mean, I don't know anybody who's got, honestly, like, of, because I actually had my, I think it's my aunt. I think she's my honey. <laughs> um, she actually asked me the other night. She goes, "What's with this?" Few skeletons in that closet, Will. Yes. 
and I've got to do it online and I don't have a computer. I'm like, no, well, you shouldn't have to do it online, you know. But, yeah, they haven't got... So, unless... What's the cutoff for the... Uh, it says here... Look, I've got my letter. There it is. There, there it is. Now, it says, please complete the census on Tuesday, 9th of August. Now, you go to the census.abs.gov.au. You select complete my census. You enter, obviously, your unique code, which looks like 12 numbers long. It's like a product key. And then complete the push send. If you can't go online, please call 1300 820275 and they won't answer. You will get a 12 digit. Yep, you are. If you are deaf, hello, or have a hearing or speech impairment. Impairment? I thought it was impediment. Anyway, please contact us through the National Relay Service. Oh, go for a run. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for playing Um, your part. So if you don't. So if you don't have a code, you're supposed to ring them, give them the twelve-digit code, and then they what send you a letter. Don't know. I've got no idea. So I'm assuming these letters should have already been sent out. Okay, this is going to be one abysmal census. I mean, it's not great at the best of times. No, but this is going to. A lot of controversy around a few things. A lot of controversy first about your name and address being uh, tied to the data for seven years or so. Uh, that's big controversy. I don't know how many how many real names are going to go on that thing. There's also controversy about the religion. There's controversy about the sex. There's controversies everywhere. But um, all right. But look, at the end of the show, we'll play a little. I think it will. If you can play a little ad, we'll do that at the end. I'm just going to quickly go through just a couple of real quick ones here because we're running out of time really, really fast. Uh, the online ACCC has penalised online sale, sailor, <laughs> retailer, Oz Sale and OO. I don't know how you pronounce that. Is that OO? Uh, that's, that's the uh, overstock auction. All right. Deals Direct, Top Buy and Buy and Vite. They've, paid 10, they've had to pay $10,800 penalty to the consumer watchdog based on a clause in its terms and conditions that read, depending on the fault, you may be offered the choice of a refund, repair or replacement of the item subject to availability. Now, what what got stuck in the ACCC's claw was that they didn't like that clause because they said it it read like the consumer had no choice of what, what the, the recourse would be. So the law states that when there is a major failure of a product, consumers are entitled to choose between a refund repair or replacement as well as compensation for any other reasonable foreseeable loss or damage. And the uh, sale and Oo were only saying you may be offered the choice of a refund, repair, or replacement. I really can't see that too much of a difference. The of, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how you word it. You've only got the same choice. You're either offered that choice or you're given that choice. That's I mean, right. It doesn't matter. You've got the same choice. Yeah, look, I don't know why. I, I couldn't. Look, I'm not a lawyer. Really? The HRC hasn't got something more useful to be doing? Yeah, I think that I think that's nitpicking, really. And ten thousand eight hundred dollars fine probably suggests that nitpicking is all it was. Um, Here's the idea: yeah. get off your ass and police the NBN. Then, then you can nitpick to your heart's content. Yeah, well, this is this is true. Now, uh, JC, do you have any other quickies, or do you want to get anything off your chest before we go? Um, no, I was just going to say that uh, in Japan, they've. Uh, the Japan's public broadcaster NHK launched a satellite channel to broadcast content in 8K, so they're going to watch the Olympics in super high vision, they call it. Well, yeah, because everyone yeah, has 8K TV. That's right. So that's, that's going to help. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't know if Jace's audio comes out all the time very good, but he's been you've been in and out all night. There must be, I don't know what's going on there. 
But uh, now, and quickly, scientists have come up with a theory that we are all just brains kept in a jar. How's that? How's that? How do you like those ones? The Matrix, Neo. What well, exactly was that scientist on? Now, Laura D'Olimpio. She's a senior lecturer in the philosophy University of Notre Dame, Australia, puts forward people's brains uh, being kept alive in a vat of nutrients that sit on a laboratory bench. Reminds me of an episode of Doctor Who, the brain of Morbius. Oh, it could have been, that could be Morbius in that photo there. The nerve endings of your brain are connected to a supercomputer that feeds you all the sensations of everyday life. This is why you think you are living a completely normal life. Wow. There's some wacka wacka woos out there. <laughs> to use well, that's the Matrix. Then what else you got? <laughs> uh, do you? They've really done a movie on that. You can't. You can't have a scientific study based on a movie. It doesn't work that way. Do you still exist? Are you still even you? And is the world as you know it a figment of your imagination or an illusion constructed oh. by this evil scientist? Can you say? Well, I've with... seen a lot of um, articles where people are trying to work out if we're actually in a simulation, like The Sims. I reckon that's quite possible. The library, another Doctor Who episode, which was quite good. Did you say that one, Jace? Doctor the library. I was the tenth Doctor. Violence in the library. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Hey, who turned out the lights? Yeah, you will have to watch it and find out. Now, could you prove to me? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, so there you go. The yeah, so we're all a brain apparently. Now, that's about all I've got, I think. Just scrolling through just quickly. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. That's that's all I've got to say. I've done everything else. Will, you got anything else? It's good night from him. So I was saying, there's a lot of, there was a lot of um, filling up my tech feeds with very non-tech, even remotely tech-related news this week. It was so strange. Yeah, I, I uh, found the last few weeks a bit like that, but this week wasn't too bad. I, I, there's a couple there. The 8K one's good. Um, I like that one. I don't know how many, yeah, as you said, I don't know how many people got 8K TVs. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although apparently Aussies, Australian businesses are being hit hard again by Nigerian email scams. Well, <clears> why, 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 are we, why are we falling for those? Uh, because we're stupid. <laughs> All I right. mean, um, leader of a gang, a the leader of a gang... A Nigerian businessman. <laughs> I love the yeah, okay. There's not sensationalism at all. Who had a network of at least forty criminals has been arrested and his operation disbanded, according to Interpol. A forty-year-old Nigerian man known as Mike, because that's obviously his real name, was arrested by local police in June along with thirty-eight-year-old accomplice Mike. <laughs> oh, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Um, See, that's <laughs> why he's called Mike. <laughs> The pair faced charges of hacking, conspiracy, and obtaining money under false pretenses, also known well, as fraud. All the spam's been shut down. What am I going to uh, do for a drink? Australia is one of the countries targeted by scammers with 94 attacks. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I just <laughs> but apparently, apparently they had, out of that 94 attacks, they had a 100% hit rate. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> just just about scams and spams and all that. Well, I had reason, don't ask me why, to uh, download DVD Shrink today. Remember DVD Shrink? Yeah, yeah. Well, you go to dvdshrink.org, you go, ooh, she's back! But no, yeah. apparently it's just, just full of adware, scamware, and crap. So you got to go and get it off, what is it, soft tonic? Oh, hippo! Yeah, somewhere else. But don't download it from dvdshrink.org, because uh, apparently it's... You go to, 
Paul Hippo, and you can get it there. Um, you can. You, I think DVDShrink.com tells you that the only place you can get it is File Hippo. So. Oh, dot com. But look, I, I think the best one to use uh, just quickly is uh, look any DVD is that's the yeah, like best one. Now apparently they've also had it going through a bit of a restructure as well because it was was used to be from a firm called Slysoft and what was it now Red Hat or Red Fox or something. Um, because they were shut down by, you know, that everyone said, oh, you're, you're letting people pirate, blah, 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 as if the torrenting wasn't enough and easy enough. So they, they shut down Sliceoff, but Sliceoff, they've come back as Red Fox or something. Same product, but your, your license, if you bought it like I did from Sliceoff, won't work if you update it to the Red Fox. Don't update. No. All right. That's about all I've so, got then. Sorry, Will? Something to be said not updating every time a company asks you to. Yeah. I'm just saying Oh, and you know also that you know the C C cleaner that you, you probably yeah, use. C-cleaner. Yeah, because I yeah. bought that right, whatever it was, thirty bucks or whatever. Do you know that's yearly? Well, yeah, there's no, well, well, there's no no notification saying it's an annual fee. Which I thought, is why I install it, use it for thirty day trial, uninstall it, then three months later install it with a different email address, use it for thirty day trial, uninstall it. Yeah, but apparently you can once the license expires, it just doesn't auto update, and that's about it. So who cares? Mm. But anyway, all the professional fun functions apparently still work, but uh, it just doesn't say on the, you know, on the screen that I, well, I couldn't see it anyway. Maybe I read too fast. Yeah, no, it, um, there's something else I was looking at today. I, I can't remember that in about ten years. It was um, I don't know if it was WinRAR or WinZip or something that I use every day, and I. Just randomly, I accidentally clicked on the show me more instead of the clothes today, and it said, "Oh, you can have this for twenty five bucks or whatever it was." And then you read the fine print, and yeah, it's a a yearly thing instead of a a one off thing. I'm like, "Well, okay, I'll just use it for free. Thanks, that's fine." <laughs> seven zip for the win. Seven zips. Seven yep. zip, yeah. Yeah, I I use WinRAR. I like WinRAR. I use WinRAR generally. I use seven zip. Uh, depends on what I'm doing. Um, I normally use WinRAR because other people use my computer and they can figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought WinRAR, so I use it. Um, all right. Cool. So you're the one who did that. I always wondered who did that. <laughs> Although, oh, I got stuff like um, Adblock on Chrome. I, I actually donated on that. I gave him 10 bucks or whatever it was. So yeah, but this is WinRAR we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. if it's soft... Well, I did buy WinRAR back... Well, back probably when I bought um, WinZip, so that would have been like Windows ninety five, probably three one maybe. I did buy it back then, so technically I bought it because yeah. <laughs> I even bought a copy of X Tree Gold. Oh, jeez, that was the bomb. Was, and then they brought it? out X Tree Bold for Windows. Was it X Tree Bold? It was X Tree something. No, yeah, that... X Tree Gold was DOS, and then they That's updated cool. it called X Tree Bold for Windows. Yeah. Still that was crap. I've still got my DOS six point six. Something like that. 6.3? I've still got my doctor my doctor DOS floppies floating around somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, DR yeah, DOS. I was yeah, gonna sorry. say, Will, come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've actually got my I've got my when I worked in Sydney at work experience at IBM, I got the very first OS two warp print run of CDs. Oh. I've still got that kicking around CDs? somewhere too. I had it on floppies. But yeah, yeah no, I have a floppy, but they... I, I had it on the... punch cards. <laughs> oh, you win. <laughs> I had one of the first runs on uh, on on um, CD, and I've also got it somewhere on iOmega Zip Drive. Oh, wow. Lucky you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I never used it. You know, still original in the box. It's probably worth money to someone, but 
I used it was so funny when I was working at IBM. All their systems were dual boot. I was to walk on NT4, and every single person used NT4. <laughs> not one system had OS2 warp loaded on it. No, nah, well, the only reason I bought warp was some some clown said that it was compatible with Windows. <laughs> Please. Well, it was insofar as nothing at all worked. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was compatible with PC, like IBM compatible. That must be what they meant. <laughs> it was, so it was compatible with my window. I lifted it up and stuck it under there, held the window up. <laughs> That's a bit... <laughs> So, all right, let's get out of here. It's uh, Raymond, he's finished his jobs. He's looking for another easy one to do. So, all right, so uh, thanks for joining in. You can catch us on the YouTube, as I said before, the Facebook, whatever. Go to the show notes at the webpage, aussietechs.com.au forward slash podcast, show notes, links, whatever. And, Will, have you got that? Can you play that video to see us out? Uh, I can, but only the stream will see it. That's, oh, we won't see it on the video. No, you will not, no. We might. If the stream sees it, why don't we see it? Oh, you'll you'll see it on the stream. You're yeah. not capturing the stream. All right, well. Yeah. We'll just, we'll you can just. edit it in later, Glenn. You can just edit, edit it in over this bit and it'll make it look really professional. I'm not doing I'll that. I'll play it right I, now. I hate editing. It wasn't that a great video. <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. I loved that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell Let's you watch what. watch it again. Where's, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. No, I can't even screenshot it. But I'll, uh, no, I can't even do that. I can't do nothing. All right. Let's just um, play the play the video. If we get the audio, and everyone can look at me. <laughs> yeah, the stream will the stream will get the video. So I'll tell you what, everyone can go to the stream, and uh, they can watch the they can watch this on the stream, and yeah. then on, on Facebook. I'll put a picture com. up. Tickets, and then you can you can watch it there. Australia. Oh, Load. Why is that to not? Say, hang on. Okay, I'm on top of this. Here we go. Only goes for two minutes. Policy decisions for the future. Just kidding. As if we'd do that. In the past, we had a deal. You agreed to give us your personal information and we agreed to record it anonymously. This made it safe for you to complete the census truthfully. This year, we'll be doing things differently. For the first time ever, we'll be conducting the census online and demanding you provide your name and address, which will be stored along with your answers and your IP address forever. Now, you might be thinking this all sounds super dodgy, but <gasps> look over there, a rare Pokemon. Oh, you're still here. Okay, it might sound dodgy, but there's no need to worry. Your personal data will be totally safe with us. We take privacy seriously. That's why our state-of-the-art servers have only been hacked 14 times in the past three years. And we will not sell or share your collected data with anyone else. We're not like Facebook. No, at least with them, you made the choice to let them mine your data. With us, it's mandatory. So relax. This new census policy is just to make sure we can provide better tailored services in the future, such as easily identifying Muslim households and other persecuted minorities once full-blown fascism comes to Australia. So get on board. We don't want anyone to miss out on the biggest invasion of privacy ever perpetrated on the Australian population. That's why we'll fine you $180 for each day that passes without completing your census. Of course, you could boycott this census or request the paper form where you can choose not to provide your name. That would send a clear signal that you have finally had enough of the ongoing attack on your privacy. <laughs> but we know that you don't give a shit about privacy. Census Day. Get in line on August 9 or get a fine. Authorised by the Australian Bureau of Statistics for the Fulfilment of Orwellian Prophecies. So uh, there you go. So that was good. So thanks to, uh, looks like that was produced by Juice Media. And if you want to support them for more videos, go and do it on, uh, check them out on Patreon. Cool. All right.
Australian Please. Bureau of Statistics. I love that. Mm. We'll probably get a takedown <laughs> for that audio, but anyway, that's that's Most life. <laughs> that's life. Takedowns every week. We love them. All right, thanks, Jace, for coming in. And uh, no worries. And next time. thanks, Will. And we'll see you guys next, next time. time. Cheers. Bye, Bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.